Welcome to another edition of From the Stands, the Cool Pick Show. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. On today's show, we have Jesse Pollock from Bar Down and TSN on the show today. We're going to chat some hockey. We're going to chat about the NHL draft. And we're also going to talk about Jesse's involvement in Special Olympics and how he became a sports guy. Before we bring Jesse into the show, of course, we want to thank our sponsors for the show. Mad Creative and Matthew DeCastro for their work that you see with the logos. Jay Salty Photography, who puts our videos together. And of course, our two new sponsors, Hush Blankets and The Great North Apparel. You can find that info all in my Instagram and Twitter links uh, to get discounts off blankets and some apparel and gear from the North, Great North as well. Uh, so without further ado, let's get Jesse in and start talking some hockey and Find out how excited he was about getting Cole Perfetti from the NHL draft this year. All right, Jesse Pollock, how are you today, sir? Dude, I'm great. Nice to be talking to you. I haven't seen you in a little while. I guess the last time I would have seen you would have been at uh, Motion Ball? Uh, yeah, either the Motion Ball or the uh, Special Olympic Canada Gala in November. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it would have been Motion Ball. Yeah, that was in February. So, yeah. Dude. You're looking great. That's a great setup you got over there. Thanks, buddy. Uh, how have things been? Like, it's been a while, obviously, since we've chatted. Uh, times have been changing for the for the new normal, as we'll go. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, how have things been for you? Man, you know, things have been they've been okay. <laughs> like, it, it's tough. I mean, on one hand, obviously wish everything would go back to normal. But on the other, I think it's kind of uh, – in a weird way, it's been a way to get some energy back. Like I usually commute an hour for work every day. I'm, I'm up at 5:45 Now I get an extra hour of sleep, which is nice. So, I mean, I guess that's been the one thing that's been okay about the whole thing. And, you know, just been trying to make content and keep busy under these crazy circumstances. How about you, dude? Yeah. Same. Uh, just, um, for the show, it started back up in March um and just it's been rolling ever since and i've played more golf i have this year than the past five years now that i can't play softball or basketball right now so like yeah. we're, we're getting into basketball season and that's not going to be happening for the f- near future so um now now with the uh colder weather coming in i gotta find something else to do that uh to be kind of physically active during the winter months but we'll see how's uh, how's that swing coming along uh, it's, it's okay. It's, it, I worked on it this summer. It was all right. We'll see what happens next summer when we, uh, when I kind of go full force into it. Cause I feel like, uh, I'm as sad as it is, hopefully things change, but I mean, COVID's going to probably be around majority of next year by the looks of it. Um, and so until we find a new way of getting sports back, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, For sure. But uh, well, don't worry. We'll we'll get out to the range one day soon, and uh, next year we'll get things rolling. Of course. Uh, but let's let's talk about you and, and sports. Obviously, everyone knows you from Bar Down and TSN, and thank you for taking the time for taking or to be on the show. Rather, of course, um, man. You're so you're a big sports guy, as, as majority of people are. Um, what led you to be? A, we'll talk about the Jets too, because there's some big news that came from the NHL draft. A few weeks ago so um what what led you to be a, a sports guy in your life uh you know I've, I've always loved sports my i have two brothers on the middle we everything we do revolves around sports we love talking about it and we compete with each other in sports and 
my dad loved sports from a very young age. It was just always sports, sports, sports. And, you know, I was thinking of maybe pursuing a career in law at one point or something in, in that field. But uh, I started to realize that that's not for me. I, I've got a big personality. I'm energetic. And I wanted to find a different way to really channel that. So I think uh, sports media is a perfect way for me to do that. It's fun. And I like engaging conversations. So, uh, or sparking conversation, I should say. So, cool. yeah, that's, that's kind of that. Yeah. Now, uh, it's great because the amount of material that you put out for Bar Down and TSN is incredible. Um, I know, like, I follow a bunch of my buddies, follow it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's great work. Now, the being from Winnipeg, it's obviously when you grow up in your cities, you tend to follow that NHL team. So I was born in Toronto, obviously grew up a uh, Leafs fan. Don't need to hear it. <laughs> but it was funny. I'll, I'll get into it actually a little bit further down. I want to save it for right now, but I got a story about Winnipeg for you. Um, but the, so growing up in Winnipeg, you grew up a Jets fan. Was it because you lived in Winnipeg or was there something that was special to you that kind of drew you to that team? Um. No, I mean, definitely because I'm from Winnipeg, it was, I mean, the Jets would have left when I was three years old. Love their old jerseys, by the way. Some classic old players, obviously, team who was there back in the day. Um, but yeah, I, I think just right when Winnipeg got a team, it was just automatic. Like, I didn't have a choice. There's no way I wasn't going to cheer for my hometown's team. And we inherited a pretty bad team. <laughs> the Atlanta Thrashers were nothing to write home about. Uh, they, you know, props to Kevin Shoveldayoff off because he completely had to rebuild that team from scratch. Basically, we have a couple guys or we had a couple guys that remained on the team and then we eventually traded a bunch of them and yada, yada. But yeah, as soon as I remember the day the Jets announcement happened in Winnipeg. I went home early from school. I went to a very strict school, but one of my teachers allowed us to go home early for the announcement. And then that night, my brother and I, we painted our, our bodies. It, this was, it was like, I think it was June or May. I think it was June. It was cold at night. It was below zero. And my brother and I painted our bodies and everyone was just in the streets in Winnipeg, just going nuts. It was, it was honestly may have been the craziest night of my life. If I'm being totally honest, I'll never forget it. Yeah. Uh, even though I can't remember the date, but uh, it was surreal. And instantly I just fell in love with, with the idea of having a team. And quickly I fell in love with the team itself. That's fantastic. And don't worry about dates. Cause uh, I was like that with the Toronto Raptors when they made the NBA finals, man, I was on a ride and I can't remember what day the actual date was that they made the final. So it's all good. Dates are one thing. It's all the memories that last are the better thing. And talking there you go, man. That's yeah. a good, good way of looking at it. Now, talking about those memories, my memory about Winnipeg, I, uh, I had to fly to Thunder Bay for work. And oh. instead of taking like four separate flights to Thunder Bay, it was one direct flight to Winnipeg. So sure enough, the Jets were playing the Canucks. This was just, uh, I think, last year um, that I went up there. And um, I was curious because I, I know a few people, yourself included, that are, are Jets fans. Um, but I, I didn't know how kind of big the – the um, aspect of draft picks were and Austin Matthews had just got picked for the Leafs a couple of years prior. And then for you guys, it was line a. And so I was curious as to what 
Jets fans were thinking towards lining. So I played Domino. I was like, hey, I'm new to the area. Like, who's who's the star player on this team? And everyone's like, oh, that lining kid's going to do well. He's, he's going to do so great. Are you a fan of his? And I was like, well, I really like this kid. I'm actually from Toronto. I like this kid named Dawson Matthews. And, man, that whole section started, like, clearing in. And then they're like, oh, you're a Torontonian, eh? Well, we have uh, Liney's going to show Matthews up, and ever since then, it's just it's been hilarious to see the matchups every year. Um, you had to throw the A in too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I had to throw in the A. Yeah, um, yeah. but talking about those draft picks and, and the draft selections, you must be really excited as a Jets fan. A couple of weeks ago, the NHL draft happened, um, and you guys got Cole Perfetti. How excited were you to get Cole on the team? Man, honestly, ecstatic. I think Cole Perfetti could have been selected number four overall and no one really would have made a fuss about it. Uh, this kid from, I mean, from what, the understanding is that he's going to slide into our second line center role in the near future. And I really like what Kevin Dayoff did by getting Paul Stastny as a stopgap center for us until Perfetti's ready. Um, I mean, I think Perfetti is going to be a star, if I'm being honest. I think. He is, from the looks of it, a very intelligent player. He's extremely skilled. He's good at working in small spaces. He has great vision. He's good at reading the, the, the play one step ahead of everyone else. He's not the biggest guy. He's not the best skater. But I don't know if you even necessarily have to be in today's NHL. And, you know, hearing, you know, the guy's been compared to Nikita Kucherov and Johnny Goudreau. Those are insane comparisons. and. I think he's going to enter a really, really um, desirable position to center potentially between line A and Ehlers. And if we have Ehlers, oh, sorry, if we have Perfetti and Shifley together for the foreseeable future, that's deadly. You win up the middle, and, and the fact that the Jets finally figured out their second line center situation is just, wow. Now, have you ever, I know you're a big sports guy, but have you ever thought about gaining a career into rapping? Into rapping? Yeah, because your one tweet, I just, I have to say it, it was hilarious because it was so good. Uh, you quoted, palms are sweaty, knees, weak, arms are heavy, vomit on my jersey already, cold perfetti. Like, come on, man, that doesn't write itself. You got to have experience in there. You know what? Good catch. Uh, you're, you're a great host. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just sitting there. I was so pumped. I was like shaking. I couldn't fall asleep that night until two in the morning, but I was like shaking. I was so happy. And, and I, I knew about Cole Perfetti before and he has this incredible name. He seems like a great kid and it just kind of hit me. And I don't know, Perfetti, spaghetti, just. just it all happens together. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say it's going to be interesting to see how this kid does because I was watching his, obviously during the draft, they always ask like, oh, how are you excited, blah, blah, blah. And the one thing that really stood out for me from him was saying, well, nine other teams passed on me, so I'm going to prove them all wrong that they should have picked me um, and I'm going to do that with the Jets, right? So it, I love the determination. I love the confidence on the kid and it's going to be interesting again to see, see how he fits in there with that line. For sure. Yeah, it's, it's nice that he already has a bit of a chip on his shoulder. And I think eventually some of the teams in the top 10 are going to regret not taking him earlier. But that's just my guess. 
Now, I do have a two-part question for you. One of the things you're currently doing, as I mentioned earlier, is working for Bar Down. How did the journey begin for you um, working on Bar Down, and how did you know that you wanted to work in sports as a whole? I know you touched on it a little bit earlier, being that energetic guy, but where did the work behind sports come into play? So again, I've always loved sports, and I've got a big personality, and I was just thinking of you know, what's the right career path for me? It's, it's a tough thing to figure out when you're so young. So finally, I, when I was around 20, I, I, 21, I figured it out. This was for sure what I wanted to do. I know I, I know I know sports. I know I know how to talk about sports in a unique way. So I wanted to pursue that. So again, I got into Ryerson's radio and television for sport media program. I was really excited. And the first day, actually, we were taken to TSN um, uh, for like a orientation day. And we saw Gino Retta and he said to us, listen, guys, we, we know what you can do in school. We want to see what you can do outside of school. So I took that to heart because I understood going into the program, how competitive it was going to be. And I emailed an executive at the time at TSN who had it, who was on the board at Ryerson for my program. And he put me in touch with someone named Dave Cricks, who's the managing editor of Bar Down. And, uh, and he founded Bar Down. And I thought I was just going in to get a bit of a tour of TSN, see how things work there. And I told him about this idea that I had. And on the spot, he offered me an internship. And without even thinking, I said yes. Um, because I think that with opportunities like that, you don't say, I'll get back to or I'll figure it out. You commit and then figure things out after. So at the start, I had to like dress up in a dinosaur suit at Jurassic Park during the NBA playoffs got like punched in the head once or twice by like some fans. It was pretty hilarious to be honest. I had to like hold this little bar down flag. Yeah. And from there, I've just never really, I've never said no to an opportunity. I, I've always, it's not just that. I, I, I've tried to create as much opportunity for myself, push myself to, to make content, help out the, um, the department. And most importantly, like I'm so lucky to work, you know, with such great people uh, who, we challenge each other and we help each other out. And yeah, that's kind of, I guess, the story of how I got into what I do now. Um, but I guess my advice to people who want to make it in this industry, because I still haven't, I don't consider myself to have made it yet. There's still more that I want to do. Be hungry and understand that someone else wants to do what you're doing and don't take that for granted. Let that be fuel for you. Don't let it discourage you. So. That is great advice because, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there uh, nowadays, especially during this pandemic. Um, a lot of people are making content and a lot of people are trying to put a name out there for themselves. Um, and it's all about how you perceive it and how, uh, what opportunities kind of lie ahead for you. Yep, exactly, man. Now, when I was looking for, the fo- for a photo for you to promote the show, I couldn't, there was all these photos of you in a jersey and a hockey helmet on bar down. Where did that tradition start for you to be like that hockey guy kind of thing? I don't know. I've, I've always loved hockey. I think I understand the fun side of hockey culture pretty well. Um, you know, there's lots of inspirations too in the industry who I, like I, I follow certain people and, uh, but I don't know. I've, I've always just thought that why not create content that people can relate to and say, Oh yeah, like that's pretty funny. Like I was telling someone the other day, uh, like putting your skates on before your hockey pants, like who does that? 
but some people do do that. Or like putting your left piece of equipment on before your right piece of equipment. Like that's a conversation to have as ridiculous as it sounds. So I guess, I guess just like, I love hockey and I, and I love creating debate. So that's just, I guess how it happened. And uh, you know, I'm obviously not the only one at bar down. There's a lot of us kind of, you know, hockey personalities and, and we like to think of fun, fun ideas together. So, yeah. Definitely. And, and it's good to create those traditions. Um, one of the traditions, actually, we had a fan question coming in asking what it's like to be recognized as Mitch Marner's twin. Well, you should ask Mitch that because I had a conversation about it with him once and he said that people actually tell him that he looks like me, which oh, is totally right. insane. <laughs> well, if I ever so, get an opportunity to talk to Mitch, I'll ask him the same question. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, I guess it's pretty cool that Mitch Marner knows who I am strictly because I look like him. Like, that's kind of funny. Um, but when, when I had the chance to talk to Mitch, obviously I don't know him too well. I've just spoken to him once or twice. But um, he, he is a nice kid and does a lot of good things for the community. So it's, I'm, not, I'm definitely not offended by the comparison. Uh, and, you know, I mean, the guy's obviously handsome, so. Hey, there you go. Now, talking about community, uh, community is obviously a big aspect in many people's lives, including your own. As some may know, you're actually very involved in the Special Olympics organization. Uh, myself, I'm an athlete with uh, Special Olympics, as you know, for 14 years. Um, but for you, it's a little bit different because not only do you coach a floor hockey team, but you're also an ambassador for the organization. You're always at these events. You're always promoting Special Olympics, the movement, the inclusion. How important was it for you to kind of fall with Special Olympics and, and be that coach for the athletes with floor hockey and then um, be that ambassador role? Extremely. Uh, I look at myself as pretty lucky to have the job that I, that I do. And I feel like, I don't know, I should be, I, I just, I've always felt this need to share my love of sports with other people and give other people an opportunity to love sports as much as I do and do all the things in sports that I had the opportunity that, that I've had the opportunity to fortunately be able to do. So, um, you know, I was thinking like, how can I, how can I give back? And I think special Olympics is perfect because, um, it fits kind of what I was just talking about. And at the same time, first of all, the athletes are incredible. I have so much respect for special Olympics athletes. Um, you know, a lot of them battle through, uh, a great deal of adversity and they still push themselves and, and make the best of, of, of situations that they're, that they're put in and um, never, ever complain. You will never hear a special Olympics athlete complain, which I think is one of my favorite things about volunteering. It's just, it's just so refreshing to see and so nice to, and, and nice to be around because it really puts things into perspective. And um, all, all the athletes I've had the opportunity of working with are just, are just, first and foremost, great people and, and bring great attitudes every week. And it's, and it's honestly just a really nice break from everything in the outside world and, and, and the chance to just connect with people who share the same passion as you. And I just, I just consider myself very lucky to, you know, I, I just got started with Special Olympics. I know there are other volunteers and coaches that I've worked with personally that have been doing this for years and I have so much respect for them and, I, and I've been trying to learn from them. And I was really bummed that floor hockey got canceled. Um, but I just think it's so important to no one should ever be denied an opportunity. In my opinion, it's, you know, when it comes to sport too, I feel very passionately about that. So, um, 
I encourage everyone to volunteer with the Special Olympics. Um, yeah, I'm saying this like so genuinely and, and from my heart. Like it is, it is such a you get such a good feeling from doing it. It's it's so it's such a great community, and and I look forward to hopefully being involved for years to come. I consider myself lucky to be able to coach uh, Special Olympics floor hockey. Well, I know Special Olympics is great to have you, and I mean that's how we met, and we've run into each other a couple times at these events, and and it's always. Uh, I know for me, it's always refreshing when I get to see old friends and new friends and things like that at these events, including yourself, and just kind of have that like little catch up moment and be like, hey, how are you? And things like that as well, right? So it's really, um, yeah, the organization is lucky to have you as well for that. Thanks. Thanks, Ryan. And, and I got to say, man, the past, couple, the past couple of times I've run into you, you've been looking pretty sharp, man. Like you got like, you got, like the tux on, like I, I think you may have had a bow tie on one time. I'm like... Damn, I got to step up my game. <laughs> well, here, what you know what we'll do is we'll run another show where we compa- compare fashion outfits and, and see, get people to vote on which, is, uh, which outfit we should go with. Hey, works for me, man. You let me know when. <laughs> now, talking about mentorship and, and community, um, through your work at Bar Down, one of the b- biggest components for you are your quizzes. Uh, they're a special moment for the viewers. Um, they're a, a way to connect with viewers and, and kind of have that uh, interactive piece. But one piece and a special moment for you talking about special moments kind of just coming off the Special Olympics aspect was you got to be, you were surprised as a guest contestant when Timu Solani was doing a quiz. How was it to chat with one of your mentors in the sport? Oh, it was great. Uh, Timu is, is really just a a really nice guy um you always kind of fear meeting your heroes because you never know what to expect but no Timu was just um he's just such a a warm guy he was such a warm guy to be around and and he agreed to everything that was asked of him and I think it that whole experience went so far beyond just uh being able to meet Timu I think it really it, it really made me feel good knowing that I had coworkers who were willing to set that whole thing up, surprise me uh, and, my, and my boss too, of course. And they, they knew how happy it would make me. And uh, I think it's hands down one of my, not just best bar down memories, probably the great, one of the best memories of my life, if I'm being honest. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was really just a testament to the, to the, uh, to the team that we have at bar down, what we're willing to do for each other and, and how much we care about one another, because that was a really special moment for me. And I know it was special for the whole team. So, uh, again, it was, it was awesome. The whole experience, everything about it was just amazing. That's fantastic. And yeah, like it, you're always, I'm with you. I'm, you're always scared to like meet your idols, meet people that you watched growing up or, or, playing because you don't know if they're going to be really kind or, or a bit of a dick. Right. And yeah, yeah, um, exactly. So you're always, it's always that fearful bit. I, I got the fortunate pleasure of, uh, it was a leaf playoff game a couple of years ago and Matt Sundin had just happened to be in town and they brought him on to the Ford fan deck or the stage or whatever. And, uh, afterwards I was like, Hey Matt, can I get a photo? He hopped down. He's like, Hey, how are you? We got a photo. He's like, you enjoying yourself? And it's like, it's just really cool. And uh, to have that like two second conversation with him, but still see that he has the time to take, uh, or sorry, has the time to take a picture with you or just to be like, Hey, how are you? Right. 
For sure. And, you know, I'm not a Leafs fan by any means, but I've, I've only heard the best things about Matt Sundin. He's, he's done a ton for the Toronto community. And I'm not surprised at all to hear that he was so willing to, you know, to take time and ask you how you're doing, because it just really seems like that's the kind of guy who Matt Sundin is. My next question for you is, we all have, we touched on it a little bit before about quality content for viewers and to stay engaged. How do you create the quality content like day in, day out for, for Bar Down, for TSN and, and have the viewers engaged? Um, so for team videos that we do, we usually like to butt heads and, oh, sorry, not butt heads. That's the wrong word. Bring our heads together, I should say, and just kind of bounce ideas off of each other. A lot of really clever minds at TSN. Everyone contributes great ideas of their own and they'll set up their own YouTube videos involving all the team members. Like we have our Going Bar Down series that's done, that's Corwin McCallum. Like he usually is the creator of that. Uh, Daniel Zakshevsky is really like behind the quizzes. Um, I know Eric uh, has like had a, fun, a couple of his own funny ideas and um, Sam with the podcast and Luca has... I don't know, Luke and I have like had our own series where we have hockey debates, but yeah, we, we usually just come together about ideas. Everyone has great ideas at Bar Down. There's so many people at Bar Down, to be honest, that are much more than just the people who are on the screen. Like there's so many people who do so many other things that are incredible at Bar Down. And, uh, but, but personally, like when I try to make videos that I just make on like TikTok or Instagram, I just, again, I just think of what can I say that's relatable to other people? Like yesterday I said, you know what? I, I just went on a rant about how I don't like how people make fun of me for wearing a cage and beerly cocky because can we all relate on that? Like, it doesn't it suck getting chirped for wearing a cage? Like, who cares? Yeah. So, I don't know, you got you got to just think of like how am I gonna get how am I gonna spark emotion out of someone? So, I guess that's kind of it. Now, leading off that question into my last one, if you you touched on it a little bit earlier, but if you could give advice to anyone who wants to get into sports or to those that want to kind of get into content creation and, and kind of start making a name for themselves, what kind of words of wisdom would you give to those that want to get into sport? You have to want it um, badly. You, you, you need to do what you, what you need to do to get to where you want to be. Uh, I worked tons of hours that I hated. Um, I had to do a bunch of things in my, in my job that I did not like. This is the reality. When I was in university, I was working overnight shifts uh, for the Olympics and I was exhausted. I literally didn't sleep for a week or two. It was crazy. Um, but I knew that I had to do what I had to do to get to where I want to be. And I still know that I need to sacrifice certain things to still get to where I want to be in the future. So keep that flame flickering and don't let it die out because someone else's flame is just going to rise a little higher than yours. It's like Survivor. If you've ever watched Survivor, it's the uh, last challenge. It's always the flame challenge. You got to burn the rope first, so you got to be there. Exactly. Exactly, man. Exactly. Great. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Uh, it's so good to see you again and catch up. Um, and hopefully we will be able to see each other in person uh, sooner than later. Ryan, for sure, man. Great chatting with you again, like props to you. You're a great host and uh, that was enjoyable. So thanks for having me on. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good, bro. All right, everyone. That was Jesse Pollock from Bar Down and TSN. Special thanks to Jesse for being on the show today. And we look forward uh, for you to tune in to more episodes uh, each and every week as From the Stands keeps rolling with episodes.
Till next time, take care.